that moment, I realized, I'm like, I think I'm onto something and I think I have found my people. Welcome to Ambition Theory, Women in Construction. This show asks questions that everybody is thinking about, but doesn't want to say out loud. It's about tackling complex topics like why are there so few women in senior leadership positions? What is it going to take to change this? Each episode is a combination of motivation and tactical strategies to get ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. We learn, grow, and create opportunities. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, a certified executive coach with an MBA, and since 2018, I've coached over a thousand construction professionals to level up their leadership. Let's get started. Hello, it's Andrea Jansen here, and this episode is the first in a three-part series about transformational leadership and why this is the number one skill that is needed in the construction industry right now. And over this three-part series, I'm going to be talking about how you can start developing this skill. It is an incredible time to work in the construction industry right now. There is so much opportunity, and it is really exciting. However, there are definitely challenges and the number one challenge that we hear at Ambition Theory when we talk to leaders is the war for talent. There isn't enough people to do all of the work and bigger companies who have bigger budgets are going on hiring sprees. They are adding 50, 100, 200 people to their teams just this year and they're not stopping. Smaller companies who operate on leaner budgets they're not able to keep up and they're actually trying to do more work get their, and get their existing teams to produce more. Um, even the companies that have the bigger budgets to hire people, they often can't find the right people or they can't onboard them fast enough. And this is causing a lot of stress. And when I talk to senior leaders in the industry from across Canada and the US, there is one specific skill set that they consistently say they can't find. The technical term for this is social and emotional intelligence. And what they actually mean is the behavioral side of leadership. This is the ability to build relationships. It's the ability to inspire and motivate others to deal with clients, build those relationships, and move the relationship forward so that they can get more work for the company. In a nutshell, this is the definition of transformational leadership. And people cannot find enough staff, enough qualified people that demonstrate these transformational leadership skills. And a really interesting thing that I've come across when I talk to senior leaders about this, I have asked them, how are you teaching people these skills? How do they learn them? And the answer that I consistently hear is, I need to teach them these skills. But the problem, Andrea, is I have so much on my plate right now that I don't have time to invest in these people. I just, I can't teach them these skills because it's not a one and done. These skills take time to learn. You need to practice them. They need to be nurtured. And these senior leaders who have these skills are dealing with so much on their plates right now that they don't have time to take that on. And this phenomenon, the fact there's a need for this type of leadership, but there isn't necessarily a pipeline to develop that kind of talent is opening up a huge opportunity for women right now in construction. 
And this episode is all about why women are uniquely positioned to capitalize on this incredible opportunity, how they can serve their companies, deliver more value to their companies, and really solve this problem. And I'm going to be talking about why companies need to invest in women right now as a way to address the current war for talent. But before we dive into this this topic, I want to share how I got into the construction industry because I didn't set out to work within this sector. And the construction industry kind of came to me as a niche. So when I started out in coaching and as an entrepreneur, um, and what they tell you to do is say yes to every single opportunity and every single potential client. And it's interesting, so I got one client really early on, it was women in aerospace, and I did a workshop for them that went extremely well. And my husband, who does work in construction, so around that time I was working with women in aerospace, my husband sent me a link to the groundbreaking Women in Construction Conference put on by the Engineering News Record in San Francisco. And I checked it out, so I followed the link. His company was sending people. And I was looking at the speakers, I was looking at the topics, and I thought it looked really, really interesting. It looked really awesome. And I was really excited about the things that they were talking about at this conference. And I was looking at the schedule and in one of the afternoon sessions, there was a TBD beside the speaker name. And as an entrepreneur, you know what they tell you, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. You have to put yourself out there. And so I put myself out there. I cold called the conference and asked if they needed a speaker. and they invited me to speak at the conference. It was a big conference, 800 people. I was not on the main stage. I was in a tiny little breakout room at the side, which was capacity of about 50 people. And I went about 20 minutes early to get ready for my talk and I got to the room and there was people already in the room, all the seats were filled. And I thought to myself, you know what, those are the people from the talk before mine. Those people will get up and leave and then my people will come. I'll do my talk and everything will be great. And I was really nervous because at that point, I had never actually been a speaker at a conference before. So lots going on in my head. I was feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome. It was a bit of a stressful situation. But none of those people actually left. And in fact, more people started showing up. And people were sitting on the floor. People were standing in the back of the room. And then the organizers actually propped the door open and put seats in the hallway so that people could participate in my talk. And in that moment, I realized I'm like, I think I'm onto something. And I think I have found my people. And that was the start. So after that talk, I got a couple construction clients. And since 2018, I have worked with over a 1000 women in construction. And it's really exciting. So this is how I've learned about the industry by coaching women, helping them level up their leadership skills, helping them build relationships, and really leverage the transformational leadership skills that I'm going to be talking about in this episode, and delivering value to their companies. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? It's that feeling that you don't deserve to be there and you don't know what you're doing. At any moment, people will reveal that you're a fraud and that you don't belong. Until recently, imposter syndrome was considered an internal problem, something that's in your head and it was up to you, the individual, to solve this problem. 
I want to tell you today that this assumption is wrong. There is new research that explains why imposter syndrome is a systemic issue and not an individual problem. We've created a free report exploring the evidence and providing strategies companies can use to address this. Here's the truth. If you're a woman in construction, imposter syndrome is not all in your head. Get the report at ambitiontheory.ca forward slash imposter. And now back to the conversation. But I want to go back to this incredible opportunity. And before we go any deeper, I want to go through the definitions of transactional versus transformational leadership and so that you can really understand the difference. So transactional leadership, what that means, it's about supervision, it's about delegation, organization, and project management. Whereas transformational leadership is about motivating and inspiring people to want to get the work done. And up until recently, the primary leadership style that's been reinforced and rewarded in the construction industry has been that transactional model. So about supervising, delegating, organization, and project management, which is really important in the construction industry when you are managing a project and getting people to come together to finish something because there are deadlines. You do need to delegate, you do need to supervise, and project management is a big part of the industry. But the skills needed to work with clients solve really complicated projects. Those are the ones where those transformational skills are really required. You might be thinking, if transformational leadership skills are so in demand, why is there not a way and a pipeline for people to naturally develop these skills in the construction industry? And I want to explain it in the way that my friend Jeffrey Tobias Halter explained it to me a few years ago. He is the author of the book, Why Women? And really, he explains how do companies decide who gets put into a leadership role? How do people, how do companies decide who gets put on that track? What behaviors do they look for in people when you know, is that person ready to be a leader? And this is how he, he explained to me um, in general, how most companies do it. So what they do is they reverse engineer it. So you look at the senior leaders in a company, the most successful ones, you look at those most successful leaders and you get curious. What behaviors do they have? What skills do they demonstrate? What do they do that makes them a successful leader? And the interesting thing about construction, because it is so male dominated, and if you look at the senior leadership team or the board of a big construction company, you will usually see that it is mostly men. And so that is what they are looking at because those are the most successful leaders in the company and you reverse engineer their behavior. So what you see is that most of those behaviors are the lean towards the transactional model of leadership. And because, and this is research-based, and I'm gonna talk about that later, the, where, where this research come from, is that men naturally gravitate towards a transactional style of leadership, and women naturally gravitate towards a transformational style of leadership. So people's natural leadership skills, if you are a man, are more likely to fall on the transactional sphere of this side of this spectrum. So we're so construction companies have been looking for those transactional styles. So the ability to delegate, the ability to organize, the ability to project manage, the ability to supervise. And I it's really interesting. I was looking on at some other construction training and in almost every single organization that offers training for construction, there was this course and it's usually the most popular course supervisor training so really leaning into those skills so the 
So the skills that we're looking for, that most construction companies are looking for, they're training, um, they're on the performance review systems, lean into that transactional side of the spectrum. So the current system reinforces the transactional model of leadership in the construction industry. Alice Eagley and Linda Carley have studied this pretty intensively, and there's an article in Harvard Business Reviews from September 2007 that is called Women and the Labyrinth of Leadership, and the way they explain it is a transactional leadership style is one in which job performance as a series of transactions to be rewarded or disciplined. A leader establishes give-and-take relationships that appeal to subordinate self-interests. Such leaders manage in the conventional manner of clarifying subordinates' responsibilities, rewarding them for meeting objectives, and correcting them for failing to meet objectives. Transformational leadership focuses on motivating and engaging followers with a vision of the future. Transformational leaders establish themselves as role models by gaining followers' trust and confidence. Such leaders mentor and empower followers, encourage them to develop their full potential, and contribute more effectively to their organizations. So when leaders are looking for that person that has social and emotional intelligence, knows how to manage a client, has the ability to win new business for the company, they're actually looking for people who demonstrate transformational leadership skills. And the really cool thing about this is that women naturally veer towards this style of leadership. And that is really exciting. But you might be thinking, Andrea, if the industry is in such desperate need of these skills and women naturally have these skills, why are there still so few women in senior leadership positions in the industry? And why, I hear this story all the time, I think this, why do my clients always tell me, um, you know what, the guy that I trained is now in a more senior position than I am. My former co-op student got promoted before I did. This happens all the time to our clients that we see, that we work with at Ambition Theory. And this phenomenon actually is not unique to the construction industry. So the McKinsey Lean-In Women in the Workplace report shows that women actually progress to leadership positions at a slower rate than men in all industries. And this happens not at the very top. This myth of the glass ceiling, the glass ceiling is not actually a thing. It's not that women and men progress at the same rate and then at the very high levels, at that C level, then women kind of fall off. It actually happens at the very first level of promotion. So even that first job, a couple years in, that, that first promotion usually happens for men before it happens for women. And this is backed by data. And I will put a link to the report um, in the show notes if you, so you can check it out if you want to learn more about this. And this happens in construction as well. And again, it's because these transactional leadership skills have been reinforced and reinforced on performance review systems in the leadership training that's offered to people in construction. So the performance review system, the training is not actually rewarding the transformational leadership behavior. So people aren't really learning them. We have a lot of exciting things happening at Ambition Theory right now, specifically for women in the construction industry. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at ambitiontheory.ca so that you don't miss out on anything. And now back to our conversation. So I want to talk about why Ambition Theory developed a curriculum specifically for women in construction to help develop their transformational leadership skills. Because recently, some people have challenged me on this and told me that 
this approach is not inclusive. And I want to talk about what I did after I received this feedback, because I love getting feedback. I love getting challenged. That is how you learn. That is how you grow. So thank you to those of you who gave me this feedback. I am really grateful for it. And it is encouraging me to learn more, put myself out there, be more curious and ask questions. So A new friend of mine, Jennifer Todd, who is the president and founder of LMS General Contractors, um, who you can actually meet on this podcast. She's on the last episode. She's been a role model for me um, via social media for a couple of years, and she is a lifelong learner. She takes every course offered in the construction industry, leadership courses, courses for business owners, courses about legal, courses about accounting. She takes everything. And what she told me was that pretty much every construction leadership course that she's taken is taught by white men and that if she did exactly what they were teaching, if she followed the instructions in the course, she would not have the same experience. And then she went on to say she would actually likely get backlash if she did exactly what the course was telling her to do. Another person I talked to is an HR manager who works at a multinational company. And this company has a very robust internal training department. And they told me that they were looking for a negotiation course that was facilitated by a woman and they couldn't find one within the resources that they had. So all of their internal training courses, all of the external trainers that they use, they weren't able to find someone that could teach a course to their female employees about negotiation. And this person was actually a male HR leader, and he said something really similar to what Jennifer said. He said that if I sent the women in my company to a course that was designed by men for men, I wouldn't be setting them up for success because gender bias absolutely does come up in negotiations. And I really appreciate this feedback and this caused me to get even more curious and I wanted to get a couple more perspective. And so I reached out to my friend Stephanie Slocum who is the author of the book She Engineers. She's also been on the podcast and what she said that this perspective doesn't acknowledge that gender bias exists. And I thought that was really interesting because in our coaching methodology at Ambition Theory, we call this concept calling out the elephant. So the elephant is the thing that is blocking progress that everyone kind of knows is there, but nobody actually wants to say out loud. And when you haven't acknowledged something, it actually continues to block you. You can't actually move forward because you just keep hitting this elephant. You keep hitting that thing. And if you fail to acknowledge that gender bias shows up in negotiation, gender bias shows up in the way people lead, gender bias just shows up and exists within the construction industry today, it's really hard to actually make progress around it. So this idea of calling out the elephant is extremely empowering because once you've acknowledged it, you can actually be really strategic about going around it. And there are a ton of tools that are backed by evidence that really help to you know, move around this elephant and deal with the fact that gender bias does exist today in pretty much every single workplace. The other interesting thing is that if the existing leadership training models were working properly, we wouldn't see this phenomenon where men are rising to leadership at a faster rate than women. And because 
I don't like to stop there. Another thing that I did was I actually um, reached out to a client because I wanted to say, you know what, um, I'm going to ask a client, do you think this approach is not inclusive? And I asked Janice Teal, who is from the municipal group of companies about this, and this is what she had to say. I originally had some concerns about the training being only for women, as I was worried it could perpetuate prejudices against men. However, seeing people like myself in similar roles with similar challenges validated that I wasn't alone. Being in this setting allowed me to see that some of the traditional barriers women have faced in the construction industry are slowly fading. Don't get me wrong, there are still barriers to overcome, but they don't seem as impossible anymore. Another problem I want to talk about is that the behavioral side of leadership in the past has been taught by leaders in the company. So it's usually leaders teaching their employees um, through coaching and mentoring. But there's another elephant and the reality is that today these leaders are extremely busy and they don't have time to spend with each employee to develop these skills. And that is just the reality that we are facing today in this war for talent. There's only so many leaders that have those transformational leadership skills and they're working with clients, they're inspiring everybody. They don't have the capacity to actually teach the next generation these skills, everybody that they need to teach. I know that this is a real problem because when I talk to leaders and HR professionals about their talent pipeline, they tell me they have tons of people with the technical skills, but they don't have a pipeline of people who have that those transformational leadership skills who can demonstrate the behavioral side of leadership. And that is the thing that is stressing people out and keeping them up at night. This is a big topic and I'm going to be making two more episodes about this. And the next one, which is going to be coming out in two weeks, we'll be exploring the topic of mentorship. And if you are a woman in construction, why relying on mentorship as a strategy to get ahead in your career might actually be holding you back. I talked a lot today about leadership and what the industry needs right now, and maybe you agree with me and maybe you don't, but I wanna hear from you either way. I'm really curious. Um, In your company, does your leadership training account for gender bias? Have you noticed any of these things that I shared today happening in your company? please send me an email to hello at ambitiontheory.ca or send me a message to Andrea Jansen on LinkedIn because I want to know what you think about this. Hey, before you go, I wanted to read a review of our podcast. This one is from Erie. Great podcast that dives into important issues for women working in construction and men who are open to supporting. Many of the topics discussed resonate strongly with me as a woman in the industry. Thanks to Andrea for starting these important conversations. Thank you so much for that generous review. I'm also wondering if you can do me a favor. Can you go into Apple Podcasts and give the podcast a five-star review and a comment? This helps us to get the word out so that we can keep making episodes for you for free every single week.